0: It appeals to people from 8 to 80, male and female. When we go to the markets, it's amazing. You see a twinkle in people's eyes when they realise it's brittle. It's incredible, the nostalgia.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. Greta Donaldson landed on confectionery as an escape and alternative from her stressful work in public relations. Slowly and surely, her passion has turned into a thriving sweet treat business that's allowed her to find balance and bring joy to gift givers and brittle lovers all around Australia. I'm
0: Greta Donaldson and I'm the founder and confectioner, head confectioner at Bendigo Brittle, based in um, Bendigo, a handmade confectionery. Peanut brittle, macadamia, cashew and almond brittle as well, with a couple of new brittles on the uh, go as well. We're just researching a couple of other options at the moment.
1: With decades of experience as an independent business owner, Greta's media and PR work was at the core of her identity. But over time, she extracted herself, moved to Bendigo and made her side hustle a serious operation. So I first started Bendigo
0: Brittle as a little Well, it wasn't even a side hustle. It really all came down to, because my background is public relations PR, I've had my own practice for 20 years, and every Christmas, I'm from a family of bakers and makers, like my father's the women in his family, he's the only boy, my dad, so his sisters and his mother and grandmother are all incredible bakers and cooks. My mother's side, Mum's one of five girls. They're from a, a farming background, so my grandmother fed thirty or forty shearers at a time each season. So these women know how to cook, and I went off to university. I was the black sheep, and I can cook a good meat and three veg, but I'm I'm not I'm not a baker, and nor did I like baking for myself. Um, it just wasn't something I ever did, so I left it to all the other ladies in the family. Um, and then I would turn up at Christmas. My job um, at Christmas for the festivities on both sides of the family was was the booze. I, I was just left, as all good PR people <laughs> tend to be, left to the booze. So I would always come back from Metro Melbourne to regional Victoria, Wedderburn and here in Bendigo. And yeah, I was loaded up with the booze. But one Christmas, must have been about five or six years ago, I must have had a day or two. I think it's because Christmas might have fallen on a certain day or a weekend that gave me time to cook. might have fallen on a Monday or Tuesday, so I actually had the Saturday and the Sunday to cook. I didn't have to do my PR stuff just leading into Christmas. Um, And so I thought, damn it, this year I'm going to turn up with something and I'm going to impress the family. So I dug out old recipes um, from my mum's side of the family, my grandmother Norma Rolston from Myola in Tuleen, which is just uh, north and and around Echuca, Gornong and Echuca way. Um, I grabbed her peanut brittle recipe and her shortbread recipe. And I cooked both and I packaged everything up. My shortbread was a disaster because my auntie Ruth told me I didn't use enough butter. Um, But my brittle was a big hit. It really was a big hit. And my brother, my stepbrother and my uh, dad and other family members then kept asking for it. So, it became something that Greta, can you bring your brittle? Next time we catch up with you, can you bring your brittle? And then I started making it for friends and family. It became um, very cathartic making brittle. It's a nice thing to cook. And just with the stress of the PR world, it was just something I really enjoyed doing. It didn't answer back. It just, you know, it was a really nice thing to do. There was no drama. It was just a very simple exercise, cooking the toffee and the brittle. So I enjoyed that. And from there, it just I had friends saying I should have been selling it. And then I actually went to a birthday party in Yong, Georgie Coghlan's 40th birthday party in a town hall in the middle of winter. It was a b and We all had to dress up. And I bumped into her best mate, Marty Featherston, and she just finished a design course. And so Marty and I that night, she said she'd help me design the packaging. And it just went from there. So she's a Ballarat-based girl. I'm here in Bendigo. of us put our heads together and we created the branding and the packaging and so that's been the story and it's just gone from a small little business where i just thought we'd go to the markets to now being well we're almost australia wide like it's starting to really take off i'm getting inquiries
1: from all over the place as time went on the long hours of a pr person weren't doing it for greta who is a country girl at heart. Eventually, the city seemed to be telling her to leave.
0: I was looking to get out of PR because I felt like it was um, a young person's game. I was getting older and I was just working incredibly long hours and I knew that I couldn't sustain it. And I didn't want to sustain it, quite frankly. I'd felt that I'd given, given PR my best and my best years. So I haven't married and I don't have kids. So... The, the role has been my life. It's it's in my DNA, working in PR, the media. So it's taken me quite a few years to extract myself. So, but the side hustle was, I moved, I left Melbourne and came up to regional Victoria. I actually, that was all accidental in, in the sense that there was a big property development in South Melbourne next to where I where I was living, which is also where the office was based. So a big 12 story development Um was proposed and approved down my Bluestone Laneway in South Melbourne near South Melbourne Market. So that sort of forced me to make some decisions as well. And so I I was already making the brittle from that location in South Melbourne and that was for friends and family, but it wasn't until I got up here that it then be, it got its name and it became a serious little side hustle at the local markets.
1: When she took her tree change, Greta thought of the country move as a temporary solution and something she couldn't even share with her clients. It wasn't long before the good life and heritage in her old hometown started to take hold.
0: When I moved from Melbourne, South Melbourne, to Bendigo, relocated, it was really only for 12 months, just while this big development, the 12-storey development was happening next to me. I... Rented a beautiful property just above Aussie Disposals. So, when anyone's visiting, just near the fountain, the guys at Aussie dis- Disposals, Mel and his wife Jacinta, lovely people, really good people, support them if you can. They, um, I was above them and I got council approval. So, it was a home based kitchen and it was just a beautiful location. I had a 180 degree vista of the city of Bendigo. So, I'd been away for, oh, I, I think I'd year 12 VCE in like 1987, 88. So I'd been away all that time. And because of the development in South Melbourne, it made me come back and decide I'd do a tree change for 12 months. And it's only going to be 12 months. And I didn't tell my clients. Nobody knew. I just picked up and packed up in June and drove up here and continued to commute backwards and forwards as as if nothing had changed. Because I felt at the time the world, a lot of my clients, people weren't ready for the remote working from home you felt in the i felt the pressure in the PR world to actually be in in the town so be around be seen so i kept being seen but i was actually driving an hour and a half 2 hours up and back each day to keep up appearances but the The town, the the centre of Bendigo is just stunning. It's beautiful. It maintains its old buildings. Like we've got such a long, interesting heritage. And I always, as a kid growing up here, I knew Bendigo was a special town and gold, yeah. Like I didn't fully understand it all. I knew bits of it. But it's only now as an adult and having come back here and and living here, I realised just the rich vein of history. Bendigo was the richest city in the world at one point in time. Like it's incredible that you think about that now and cities that you're comparing yourself with. It's incredible. And you've only got to look at the buildings to understand that, like what we have here, just incredible. Like the, the visitor centre in town, the GPO, it's just it's just a, an amazing piece of architecture and we've maintained it unlike a lot of other towns and cities around the world. So if you come to Bendigo, like the the it's a beautiful city. And the parks that we have, just what we've kept and not built over, it's really impressive. So my view every morning was this stunning – I had Roslyn Park. I have the the War Memorial, the beautiful GPO, the Shamrock Building, which is, again, another incredible building, and the, the fountain, Alexandra Fountain, right in front of me. So it was inspiring. It really was. So the brittle um, – at that stage, it, I think it was – the, the project working title was Auntie Greta's Nutty Brittle. <laughs> and that that very quickly was changed when I had a friend come up from Melbourne who said, I think you better call it, why wouldn't you call it Bendigo Brittle? <laughs> it' was like, light bulb moment. So my friend now gets a year supply. She's on the books in that sense. Um, no, that was genius. And it was her genius. So I do credit that to her, Christy Kerr, if you're listening. Um, so that yeah, that's how Bendigo brittle got its name. And then, yeah, home kitchen. We just kept cooking for the markets. I just always vision envisaged it to be just a, for the markets. But then the wholesale, the inquiries from the visitor centre and the different places around town. It's um that's been um a side of the business that I didn't anticipate. But it's it's strong. It's it's grown and keeps growing. So that's good.
1: There's a reason brittle is called brittle but what exactly distinguishes a great brittle from the rest? Brittle needs to be thin
0: and it needs to be brittle. It needs to be brittle, brittle. Um, There is a long tradition and history with brittle of it being hard and my role in this whole business has been changing people's perception of brittle. Uh, So we work very hard in here at Bendigo Brittle to keep it very thin And then it also has to have a nice colour. There is also to get the toffee right and get the colour right. There's a bit of work in that as well. The basic process of making brittle is using quality ingredients and also just rolling with the process of creating the toffee. It's all in the toffee. And then we use quality Australian nuts where we can. And it's also... It's about just giving the the process of making the toffee, the brittle, uh, the time that it needs and also there's a lot of attention to detail and quality control in the
1: breaking and
0: the packaging of the brittle as well.
1: When Greta grew up in Bendigo, there was a pervading idea that you had to leave town to make it. As a returnee to regional Victoria, she's noticed a real difference in the town's mood and a surge in pride and confidence. Bendigo is an incredible food destination.
0: When I left here 30 years ago, like seriously, the only only offering we had was probably fish and chips, Greek food um, and a a lot of Chinese restaurants. The food culture here is incredible. What I think has changed in the last 30 years since when I left and now that I've come back is that we don't need to go away to establish ourselves and prove ourselves and we don't need to go and work for other people. We don't need to as regional people – in, in regional communities, go to Melbourne or go to Sydney or travel to those bigger bigger metropolitan areas to get credibility and just to gain and to prove ourselves, we can actually do it here. And I think the young kids here have backed themselves and they're doing incredible. The bars, the restaurants, just the produce, the producers, the providors, like it's, it's an incredible um, variety here now in Bendigo. So we've played to our strengths. We bat above our weight. We really do in this town. It's incredible. We've got something to talk about. We've got a sales pitch. We've got something to sell. You know, it's really good and my PR background that all kicks in of course. But we do but it's going on all around us. It's Castlemaine, it's Heathcote, like those guys have been bubbling away, peddling away, working really hard, long hours in small business. We all take it quite seriously. Well, we do take it seriously. It's our livelihoods. But now there's been a sprinkle of gold dust, you know. It feels like that's what the gastronomy region title's given us and now it's up to um, not only us as producers but also the, the next layers into the state and federal it'd be really Nice if those guys just shot shone a bit more a bit more of a spotlight on us
1: and and um, yeah, amp that up a bit. Bendigo brittle made its name in local farmers markets. These pop ups are the heart of the community and a great place to connect with local characters and producers and to tap into regional passion.
0: Farmers markets in the region are very diverse. They're diverse. They're just great fun, and there's a lot of produce on offer, all local. There's so many amazing um, producers at our Bendigo market, but then the other markets we support and go to, Castlemaine is a really awesome, vibrant market. Lots of really interesting producers there from fresh fruit and veg to chooks. You can buy a couple of chooks if you want chooks. Um, There's also incredible um, cake makers. Chris Peddling Pastries does awesome. He just bakes like. Four o'clock each morning, he's up baking these incredible and he turns up to the market with all this incredibly, like there's so many different things. It's like, Chris, how do you do that? Again, a really passionate producer. So he's a great fellow, Chris, at the market in Castlemaine. And then we also go around to Maldon. Um, we go to Clunes, so that's not too far away as well, or within an hour of Bendigo. And Talbot Market, for anyone visiting, come to Bendigo and then whip across for half a day to Talbot, tiny little town just in the in the Goldfields area, just north of Mariborough. And they um, shut the whole little town down. Um, so the streets, it has two markets. It has a farmer's market and a -a bric-a-brac market. And you don't notice the difference. You just feel like you're at one big market and they shut all the streets in the heart of this little tiny town. It's an, it's a historical town. So Talbot market and people come from everywhere. They come from Ballarat, Bendigo, Geelong. They come from Castlemaine. Like it's really well supported and Melbourne, like everyone comes up from Melbourne to support that Talbot market. So that's fun. It's fun to be in Bendigo and Central Victoria. The time, you know, boomtown where where it feels like it's it's we've gone full circle. We've had a couple of rough years, but pandemic has really shone the spot on spotlight on um, local producers and where we're buying our food from. And I think all of us are paying a lot more attention. We're talking about it more. We're being encouraged more, and it's incredible what that does
1: to small towns. The pandemic has been tough, but there have been positives, especially in terms of the value placed on local growers and makers. Bretta's Brittle is well supported by other local businesses, embedding her in the community and contributing to her ability to employ local staff. So we're really grateful
0: at Bendigo Brittle. We had an awesome October through to January. It was so busy for us. The business has tripled just in 12 months. It's incredible. Um, and we really want that growth to continue. It means jobs. It means jobs. It means I can go out and employ more people and we can get a van and we can get a van driver and we can keep expanding. That's really exciting. And, but we can only do it if we get local people and the people within the state and within the country to support what we're all doing. So people can find Bendigo Brittle um, we've got a lot of local distributors here in Bendigo, so we've been very well supported by the local tourism industry. So from the Pottery to Central Deborah Mine to the Tramways and the Visitor Centre right in the heart of town, they all stock our Brittle. But we've also got a lot of hipster cafes, we've got bottlelos, we've got service stations, we've got pharmacies. We've really been very well supported, so just keep your eye out for the packaging. It's in a coffee pack a coffee bag which um, messes with people's heads a bit particularly at the farmers markets they look at us and think they're coffee and read the words brittle and they get very confused but no it's the um, the the coffee bag is actually perfect for the brittle because it keeps it nice and uh, protected and also the foil in the packaging is perfect to seal the the contents properly
1: to keep the brittle fresh. So we know Greta loves Brittle but is there a right time to eat it and who are Brittle's biggest fans? The best time to eat Brittle is from breakfast
0: to munchies after a big night out. It's almost a 24 hour proposition, Brittle. Um, It's amazing, it it appeals to people from 8 to 80, male and female. When we go to the markets, it's amazing. You see a twinkle in people's eyes when they realise that we are what they are. They realise it's brittle. It's incredible the nostalgia that's tangled up in brittle. There's a lot of tradition. So we call ourselves a modern take on an old favourite. Um, but brittle can be consumed with it It can be just eaten out of the bag by itself. But it goes great with everything from a coffee to a glass of wine or a beer the only thing we think it doesn't go so well with is orange juice. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, maybe some people do like it with orange juice, but no, that's the only thing we think that it doesn't go with. But um, we're finding too that a lot of people are using it on platters, which is not something I, I originally thought of when I started making it. That, But it's popping up from all over the place, weddings to birthdays to birthday parties. So... It surprises me that there's not more concern over anaphylaxis and peanuts, but that we've come a long way there too, just from when I started at markets and just started making the brittle. There's a lot more awareness about it. And also people that are anaphylactica really good at communicating and there's New science as well. I know the Murdoch Institute in Melbourne is being a, doing a terrific job when it comes to food allergies and, in particular, peanuts. So there's a lot more – I think it's more relaxed, um, the presentation of peanuts in food now than what um, there was a few years back. Um, but there's still a concern, but um, people are integrating it.
1: Peanuts are sort of popping up again. From PR in the Big Smoke to Confectioner in Regional Victoria – Greta Donaldson has shown that following your passion and finding the courage to make big changes can not only provide a satisfying next career, but also contribute to the revival and resurgence of a country town. Bendigo Brittle might be brittle by name, but there's nothing brittle about this business. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers, and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.